Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. On TalkSport 2. Good evening, happy Monday to you. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Chelsea cruise past Manchester City to seal another Wembley date for Emma Hayes. Driven towards Cuthbert, good control here. Erin Cuthbert scores! Chelsea in front at the Academy Stadium. Arsenal eased to victory over Brighton in another FA Cup semi-final and set up a mouth-watering final against their London rivals. Brilliantly done, Mead. It's a little neat touch. There's the goal. Been coming from kick-off. They've had to wait a long time, Arsenal, but they are in front and it's Kim Little with the goal. The red carpet was also rolled out in Manchester for the UEFA Women's Euros 2022 draw and the excitement is building for the tournament. I mean, there's not many better things to do than win a home Euros, a home tournament with your country at Wembley Stadium. We're also going to be chatting about the big results in the international break and hearing from Leicester City legend Emil Heskey on his big ambitions for the women's side. This is Women's Football Weekly, National Radio's only dedicated women's football show on TalkSport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faye Carruthers. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. Good evening. Hope you're having a lovely 1st of November. It's like all of a sudden Baltic outside. Pleased to say that my guest tonight is West Ham and Scotland International, Lisa Evans. Good evening. Hi. Lovely to have you in the studio. It's always nice to have our guests here with us. Um, and we're privileged tonight to have you with us in the studio. Thank you for coming along. Thanks for having me. How was your Halloween? Was there any raucous West Ham nights out? Um, so, yeah, we did have a free weekend. We had a lovely party. Um, and then I also popped in to see the Arsenal girls as well on Sunday. So it's been a good weekend. What did you dress up as? Harry Potter. I actually had something else in plan, but it didn't come. My costume didn't arrive. But so everybody seemed to deal with that. It must be the whole Brexit fallout that costumes weren't arriving in time. What was it? Was it Squid Games? No, oh. it, no, everyone was doing that. Um, it was basically like, do you know how Mexico do that? Like death of the day of the death yes, or whatever. I was going yes. to dress up as a skeleton and paint my face, but then, yeah. <laughs> next, next year. Next, next year. Next year. Um, so how are you getting on, Lisa? How's things going at West Ham? You're out on loan this season. West Ham doing very well on the table. It was a tough start to the season, but things really starting to turn around. Decent, yeah. It's obviously been an adjustment. Um, no, it's been good. Like, I've had a few niggly injuries, which has been annoying, but now I feel like I'm getting into the flow a bit more and... Yeah, I think it'll take us a bit more time, to be honest. It's a new squad, new manager, or new-ish. Ollie's been in for six, seven months now. But um, yeah, I think we'll still need a bit of time, hopefully by, by <laughs> hopefully soon. But um, yeah, by Christmas, I think we'll be we'll be flying. So Yeah, it takes that bit of time and everything to jail together. Can I actually ask, just because I'm so aware of seeing you at Arsenal, what's it like when you go through that transition in such a short period of time leaving the club that you love and the the club that you've been with for such a long time yeah I mean it was tough it was really tough I'm not gonna lie like it was a bit of a shock first day of pre-season I got told that my, their club intention was to put me out on loan so it was it was hard it was tough but mm. um yeah I just you always have to take these things in your in your stride and the girls have welcomed me in open arms and 
I think in all honesty it's probably been a good decision and a, a good a good time for me to to try something new and to get minutes and just enjoy playing football again so and you are enjoying playing football again yes good. when I'm on the pitch yep You're, you've had a few niggling injuries with Achilles but uh, all looking good so far for now and touch wood nothing else like that happens again yeah just hoping <laughs> uh, well good to have you in here tonight uh, we need to talk about the FA Cup uh, because it's all set for Wembley in December and it's going to be massive you know when you look at Chelsea against Arsenal it's always a huge fixture in the calendar um, and Manchester City just missing out again um, after doing so well over the last few years how will they be feeling missing out in this opportunity? Um, yeah obviously they want it to be there and, and be at Wembley like they've obviously not had the best of starts to the season so I think they probably were really hoping that they would beat Chelsea to kind of try and turn things about and get a bit of momentum back but Chelsea on the day were far superior really and uh, no argument who who deserved to go to Wembley to be fair When you look at Manchester City's squad and what's going on there at the moment for Gareth Taylor's side he, he seems to be the focus at the moment because his, his team they're just not delivering at all but is that injury crisis just the main problem because he's got six of his main players sitting on the bench uh, with major injuries? Without a doubt, it's the spine of the squad, isn't it? It's players that were top performers last season. Lucy Bronze, obviously, Chloe Kelly, uh, Steph Houghton, club captain. So it's it's not just a few players, it's it's the spine of the squad and it, you really notice that on the pitch. And hopefully um, when they get those players back, they'll be back up there again something I want to speak to you about is Ruby Mace who you've of course um, had time with at Arsenal yep. and she was shared between Birmingham and Arsenal last season which quite an interesting set up um, and she I think had a few offers over the summer transfer window and chose to go to Manchester City and just can't seem to get a look in at the moment which is a shame considering now should be that time for her to get an opportunity when injuries are so high yeah no I mean you'd think so but again like it's it's hard to make that step it's not the same as playing for your reserve team it is it's a really tough step to make and uh, Ruby's a lovely girl she's got a great character and a really good kid um, loves having her around the, the changing room but yeah hopefully she just gets that, that chance to play and does well Age 17 I mean she's got so many years ahead of her but she did save the day for Birmingham on a couple of occasions she did yeah last season I feel that she deserves at least a chance You'd think so, yeah. Obviously the injury as well, but again, like I said, it's hard to make that step and uh, only Gareth Taylor can, can decide that. Mm, well, let's hear from Gareth uh, Taylor, Manchester City head coach. He told TalkSport after the game that his side gave away too many cheap goals. It did feel like as well your players' heads did drop after that second goal. What did you try and say to them at half-time in order to try and, and build them up again? Just that, you know, when we, when we play when we actually do play and build properly from the back we arrive in the final third um, you know some of the bits were around kind of our, our tactical play we changed things a little bit in the second period I brought Jess on and, and went back to 4-3-3 um, and you know like I say I thought the second half was, was fairly even we give away another cheap goal at the end um, but yeah I think it's uh, the, what happened in the first half has ultimately cost us and the injury issues obviously they're there and having to bring in an academy goalkeeper today how are you seeing this going forward I know Roebuck is what maybe a month or so away from coming back do you think these these things will change you've got another FA Cup to fight for as well are you hoping that the second half of the season is going to be a much more positive one for your team well you hope so yeah of course I mean we need our best players back and we're, we're missing quite a few and we have missed, missed quite a few throughout the season so far um yeah, it's, it's a difficult question to answer, but I would say we'd be much more competitive in the second part of the season, for sure, when we get these players back. Gareth Taylor there, Manchester City head coach. Lisa Evans in the studio with me tonight. Lisa, you were just saying you, you feel for Gareth and his situation as well. Uh, and you talk about as well going out of the Champions League, winning the FA Cup last, you know, two seasons ago. It, it does seem like this season has been such a crisis for him. Yeah, no, it is. And I think purely because of the injuries, it's been a really difficult time. I think they had so many players at the Olympics and we all know how difficult that's been for those players to adjust, to come back, to be playing Champions League qualifiers, to then be put out of the Champions League. Like it's been it's been a really couple of tough tough months for him and for the rest of the girls. And you wondered as well about the Vicky Losada as well, coming the Champions League winner, making that change in the summer and just slowly just dropping down the table. It just seems like a catalogue of bad events uh, for Manchester City and it's just looking good for Chelsea it's been a strong season so let's hear from them Erin Cuthbert was understandably delighted with her goal and her manager even interrupted producer Flo's post-match interview 
And you you won an FA Cup before with Chelsea, but <laughs> Emma Hayes just coming over to give you a big hug. <laughs> does, does, um, does it feel like sometimes like uh, she's a proud mum for you? I mean, what's the vibe like? It does seem like that with with the way that she hugged yeah. you there. I, mean, I what... wish you had the video on. That, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah. Look, she she's a bit tough, love. You know, she tells me when I need to do better, but she's the first one to praise me and, and be really proud of me. And, you know, I've got my family living away from home. I don't see them often. I didn't see them often during COVID. So Emma was certainly that um, mother figure that was always there for us and willing to put her arm around us. And she expects highly of us, you know, just like you expect highly of your children almost. She she wants the best for you um, and she won't settle and, until you've achieved that. And I have to say, last time you were at Wembley was when you went to go watch Scotland play England at the Euros. <laughs> so is this Wembley trip going to be a happier day for the Cuthbert family household? A happy day? I don't remember much yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. That was one of the best days ever. A goalless draw. Like, a goalless draw that's is like... True, actually, is no, like that's true. A goalless draw for us is like winning the cup final. So <laughs> it, was a, it was an amazing um, time to be in the... Um, obviously in the stands during COVID, a reduced capacity, but... Hopefully we can get as many people, um, as many Chelsea fans, I should say, um, into Wembley as possible because we want to make a big, big noise. And, you know, I'll be proud as punch walking out and seeing my family in the stands. You know, it's been a tough time for them, you know, seeing my struggles, but me being away from home and, you know, your mum can't put your arm around you, your dad can't be there for you. FaceTime's not quite the same. Um, so hopefully this moment is for them as much as it is for me. Oh, Erin Cuthbert from Chelsea. That makes me feel a little bit emosh because she went into a lot of detail there about missing her family during COVID and Emma Hayes being the second mum and then gets dead excited about <laughs> Scotland and England not being able to beat us at the Euros is that a day I'll never forget. Um, yeah, Erin Cuthbert, you know her really well, Lisa. What's she like? Absolute angel. Honestly, she's the best. She's hilarious. Like just She just says it as it is. Like She's... Oh, amazing. I love having her in squad. She's a big character on and off the pitch. Obviously, she's an absolutely fantastic player, but she's such a good person to have in the dressing room as well. That means that means even more when you see her putting in goals in the Champions League and then obviously getting on the score sheet as well in the Women's Super League. Because last season, it wasn't quite going according to plan and she's really turned it around this season. Yeah, she was in and out of the squad quite a bit for Chelsea, getting rotated on and off the bench, different positions, but she seems to have really nailed, nailed, knuckled down this season and she's had a good pre-season and she's flying, yeah. She's banging in goals, like for Scotland and for Chelsea. And yeah, she's she's a great gal. She really is good. And Chelsea boss Emma Hayes was delighted for her team and had managed to beat City in ninety minutes at the CFA for the first time. Oh, you know, I just wanted to win the game. We haven't won the game up here in ninety minutes before. I just wanted to get that off of our back, and I think we did that convincingly. I thought that players that started the game did the job we needed them to do. And I think the players from the bench were fantastic. The impact they made, the energy they brought, like the charisma to the performance. I thought it was a team that once again shows their manager that they want to keep improving. And I thought we've improved from the last game. I love that we have a clean sheet. I love that um, Amberger... Pulled off a wonderful save at the end. I thought Anique was fantastic coming into the team. I thought Jess did a great job on Lauren Hem. I thought the midfield was superb. And Fran, Sam, Aaron, you know, they worked tirelessly for the team in the game. Emma Hayes looking forward to the FA Cup final on Sunday the 5th of December back at Wembley up against Arsenal. So Arsenal, of course, taking on Brighton yesterday. Brighton doing really well in that first half, Lisa. They did. Um, yeah, it's obviously, it's really hard. We saw Aston Villa as well setting up similar uh, the couple of weeks before yeah, that. True. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of the same pattern, actually. It was really well in the first half, contained them. I just think it's hard when you do set up like that in the first half. Then when you do get the goal, what what is the plan B? Do you, is that something you discuss as a team? So it, is, it can be difficult. And we've obviously got the same conundrum going into the game at the weekend as well, how you set up... Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Can Brighton bring it back for their season as well? Because they started obviously for a few weeks at the top of the of the of the table, um, and they've been looking really promising this season, haven't they? I think so. You can see that it's a club that's fully supportive of their women's team. The mm. facilities look absolutely unbelievable, um, and that's obviously massive. They've they've had good investment. They've got a lot of quality players in, players with experience, international players, um, and yeah, I think they'll be. They'll definitely be at least mid-table, I think, this season and really tough team to play. Absolutely. Let's go back to yesterday's 3-0 win for Arsenal then. Beth Mead back do I mean, I'm, I'm thinking to myself because 
we were talking about Beth and we were off air there. Last season, again, just another ex- example of someone who's had this total rebirth. We've been seeing it week in, week out here. You're very close to Beth and just buzzing for her that it's going so well for her at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. She's obviously got her own stuff that she's dealing with off the pitch, but you'd never know. She's an absolute professional. and obviously been, been there with her, been done pre-season with her. I think Jonas has given everyone a kind of a new lease of life. And especially for Beth, I think nothing against Joe, but I think Jonas coming in, he's given that energy and that positivity that the girls were kind of lacking. It feels like when, when you do watch Jonas Edeval on, on the sidelines, and I've been at the few of the games as well, he, he's up, he's given that kind of energy that he's he's putting into the girls and they're performing for him as well. Like you say, nothing against Joe Montemuro, but do, does a team react to that? You know, if your manager's not up pumping you on on the side, is it is it easier to relax a little bit? I don't know it's just obviously in the big moments in the big games when you see him obviously the Chelsea win how passionate and how buzzing he was like yeah. it, it, I, I think that does reflect in the players as well on the pitch um, obviously Joe was very much the, the the motivation should be driven from within which is also good and we do have that the players of that mentality too as well but yeah, I think Jonas has just put an extra bit of spice in there and everyone just looks buzzing. And the one person who's played 90 minutes under him for every game is is our Kim Little. We'll call her our Kim Little. We claim that, Scott. Um, who's just playing out, out of her skin at yep. the moment. Whatever she plays, whatever it is she's doing, when the ball comes to her, it's like there's a magnet in her boot. She's just so clinical. Yeah, for me, already, like, played of the season so far... Mido obviously doing amazing, but Kim, like, she's just... She's the anchor in that midfield. She's mm. so, so good and... Like you say, you can give her the ball in any any situation. She's gonna she's gonna do bits. So nah, she's had such a good such a good start to the season. And props to Leah Williamson as well. Again, another very strong start to the season. You said it off here. She scored three goals so far this season. She got two last season. Um, is that again another impact from Jonas Edeval that she's spurred on? I would say so. There's obviously a lot of competition as well. I think they've mm. got they signed a few defenders in the in the transfer window. Um, and they've obviously got Vicky Schneiderbeck who's come back from a long-term injury. So I think just maybe that competitiveness as well has really brought people on. And Leah loves that as well. She's very competitive as a person and as a player. So I think that just makes everyone thrive and it helps everyone to be better. Yeah, and it seems like that that is that happiness back in the squad. I saw on Leah's Instagram today that she's just playing and happy to be playing football and really enjoying it just now. And uh, also, Jonas Edeval looking forward to going to Wembley for the first time ever. Uh, he said in his post-match press conference, the closest I've come to Wembley was when I bought tickets to see Adele a few years ago. But then my <laughs> wife and I couldn't go. But I'm definitely going this time. Let's hope so. Jonas, we'll be hopefully be there. We'll hopefully see him there. <laughs> Adele might go as well. Uh, could be <laughs> two birds, one stone. Uh, you listen to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Heron. Alongside me tonight, West Ham defender Lisa Evans is in the studio. And coming up, we're going to be chatting about Euro 2022 draw. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. TalkSport 2's dedicated women's football show. And it was a moment of pure quality. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Hope you've had a lovely Monday. Hope you had a lovely Halloween weekend as well. Can you believe we're into November? This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. It's brilliant. My name's Shabana Heron, in for Faker Others for the next wee while. And alongside me tonight, Scotland defender Lisa Evans is in the studio. Lisa, how are you getting on so far? Are you enjoying it? I'm having a lovely time. You're chilling out. You're looking quite comfortable. And don't forget, if you miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app. So you can download that today. Swipe left uh, and you'll find the schedule and you'll see us there. So on Thursday, massive day for women's football. I heard Flo, our producer, talking on the radio and saying it was like the Oscars of women's football. Uh, It was the, the Euro 2022 draw. It was set up in Manchester. And Flo is with us now. Flo... What was it like being there on that day? Because you said it yourself, you've never quite seen a women's football event at quite a spectacle like that. No, not at all. And I also think, actually, I think I was chatting to you, Shaban, on the day about how Farrah Williams said for the 2005 tournament that England hosted, there was mm. literally like one man and a dog there. <laughs> so for her, she was there doing some media stuff. And um, yeah, she couldn't believe it. She was totally taken aback. And Lucy Bronze as well, who has obviously been some pretty glamorous events, winning like FIFA's best player, runner-up Ballon d'Or. She even said like she couldn't believe the the scale of the event. So for, for, to have that for a draw 
And even Deck, the TalkSport producer, he was really impressed and he's seen a lot of different football events. So I think it was really impressive how they kind of put on a show. Does it feel like it was set in the scene flow for the Euros being here in England next summer? Does it feel like that they're going to really throw the, everything in the kitchen sink at it? Yeah, I think so. I think it sets the tone for what should be a really good summer of football. I think the only thing we can't count on is the weather. If the weather <laughs> delivers in July, it's going to be an amazing, amazing <laughs> tournament. So we just need that to, to happen. But I mean, you know, they got Ellie Golding and um, Ella Henderson performing on th- on Thursday, which is pretty pretty uh, high value. You know, those are those are some A-listers. So yeah. I don't know what we can expect at the actual tournament. I don't know, Adele maybe? Aww. I mean, that would be good. If Jonas gets his way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lisa, when you saw all the pictures coming up on Instagram, did it kind of give you that little bit of a, oh, damn it, gutted Scotland's not there? 100%. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. without a doubt. I watched it with Viv and I just... Still kind of kicking yourselves, really, yeah. that because we were in such a good position. We were obviously the top seeds in our group. Um, and when you're in that situation, you, you, you're thinking nine times out of ten, you're, you're getting through and you're going to the tournaments. And once you get a taste for it, for the Euros, for the World Cup, it's, you want to be there every year. Of course you do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, obviously gutted. And especially the fact that it's in England, it's just makes it all the more sweeter like imagine I know just imagine Scotland versus England it could have been like men's Euros in the summer that just holding off that draw and it being just huge for Scotland because it does I mean I think when you get so I get a bit over the top about it but when you when you live in England and you're surrounded by English fans and you work in that you you, you can't help but love home that's all it is absolutely and then you want to see the yep. underdog come out and come out on top so I'm I'm gutted so I know I don't have to yeah. say that to you that uh, Scotland aren't there this year um, but of course let's talk about England's draw Group A England Austria Norway. Northern Ireland. Now, me being half Irish from Northern Ireland, I was a bit like, oh, you've got to be kidding. I mean, come on. Um, So yeah, they will be facing England, Austria and Norway. England looking favourites to come out of that group, win that group. I'd say so. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm without a doubt. I think they'll they'll fancy their chances in home Euros. It'll be interesting, the game against Northern Ireland. That's always a juicy one. But yeah, no, without a doubt, I think I can see England finishing top of that group. What about the Netherlands? Because of course you'll be heavily invested in the Netherlands um, this competition of course with Vivian Amidema uh, taking part. Winning of course last year as well. Strong favourites this year? I would say so. I don't see why not. I think they'll be there or thereabouts. They've obviously changed manager now. Um, so that'll be interesting just to see how they, they deal with that. But got a tough group to be fair Sweden's Sweden are definitely no mugs we've seen how well they've done previously third in the World Cup was it and yeah. then obviously second in the Olympics so it'll be interesting top club uh, top team Sweden are but yeah it'll be good uh, Sweden of course in the World Cup qualifiers just last week beating Scotland 2-0 as well Yep. and uh, of course Republic of Ireland as well um, suffering at the hands of Sweden looking very strong uh, this time round Group B uh, we'll talk about in a second because that is the group of death but first let's hear from some of the England camp producer Flo spoke to Lucy Bronze ahead of the draw and asked what it would feel like to win a home Euros and you've been involved with England, you know, a number of major tournaments now. How special would it be to win uh, home Euros with your country? I mean, there's not many better things to do than win a home Euros, a home tournament with your country at Wembley Stadium. Like, I think other than doing it as a World Cup, that's probably the only thing that's slightly better, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, we know how, a, how much of a big deal this is. Um, and we're just excited to, to get going. You know, we've wait, like you said, we've waited so long for this. Uh, the, the anticipation's kind of killing us. And you've been close as well with England, having been in the, in the semi-finals of the World Cup, losing to USA. What do you feel like you, you've learned since then as a team? I know you haven't really had opportunity yet to, to play with Serena Bigman, but what do you think is going to be the difference for this tournament coming up? Um, I think it's just that ruthlessness. I think we've seen it now in the games under Serena that this team loves scoring goals. We've always had that attacking talent. You know, we've always had a talented team. Um, but now it's about being ruthless we've already done that yes against lower opposition um, but if we can carry that mentality into the other games and into bigger games into the Euros games it only takes one goal to to change the game and and to win a game Um, and you know sometimes that's just been missing in in these semi-finals of Euros of World Cups is just that killer edge that when we get that opportunity put it in the back of the net and let's just get through to the next game Lucy Bronze there speaking to producer Flo and England manager Serena Wegman told TalkSport that the Euros will be a very tough tournament. You know, this this tournament is so competitive. I think over the years, so many European countries have grown so much. So it's really hard to say. And obvious, everyone that comes to the Euros, they want to win it. Uh, what we have to do is get, get 
the best out of ourselves and the best out of our team. Uh, and when we do that, we're going to be successful. And what that is, I don't know, because what we can control, we have to do best, the best as we can. And preparation doesn't start tomorrow. It already started yesterday. We just speaking with the, about that with the players they're training hard every day they uh, they have a lot of good luggage in their backpack and and we just yeah over the time we're just preparing more and more and make sure we have the best when we're in the tournament and then we'll see what happens and of course we are very very ambitious that's that's effective. England manager there, Serena Wegeman. Lisa you're smiling away listening to her chat you're, you're quite pleased with Serena at the helm I think so, yeah. She's obviously been there, done that with Holland. She's played in a home Euros, won a home Euros, so she knows she knows how to do it, I did, think. Did Viv work with Serena Vagman? Yeah. Uh-huh. How does she see her as a manager? What's she like uh, behind the scenes? Uh, to be fair, me and Viv, we didn't really chat about it that much, but I think she's obviously a, a, a winner. Uh, she knows how to, how to win, and she I think she can get the best out of her players. Yeah, absolutely. She seems to be getting the best out of Leah Williamson. And we have to just mention this quickly because you're, you're you're close to Leah Williamson. Lucy Bronze, Steph Horton, Leah Williamson, when it comes to the captaincy uh, for the Euros, of course, Lucy Bronze and Steph Horton out with injury at the moment. And Leah Williamson doing a very, very good job. Obviously, they've not had the real test of time as yet. Um, what do you see for the captaincy moving forward for England? Yeah, honestly, like I, I don't really know. I, obviously, Steph is the Steph is the captain. Um, she's injured right now. I don't know when she's due to be back. Or and Lucy Bronze obviously hasn't been in the camps either. So it'll be interesting. I know that Leah's took on that responsibility. She's done it really well. And yeah, probably just delighted to be given the chance really to mm. to be in that position. And I don't think she was something that's something that she was expecting, but she's she's done it well. Very, very well and very good results with her as captain as well. Let's talk about Northern Ireland because Rachel Furness said the impact of her side qualifying for the tournament has been massive. I think it's been unbelievable. It's it's hard to describe the reaction. I think because we've had to wait so long for, for the Euros, obviously it's next summer, the excitement and build that is generated in Northern Ireland at the minute has been fantastic. You know, you've got young girls and boys coming to our games, not just young girls, little boys asking for our shirts. And it's hard to describe how how big this has been for Northern Ireland. And, you know, this is only the start for us. The squad that we've got at the minute and the young girls fighting to get in the squads, it's an exciting time to, to play for Northern Ireland. Rachel Furness there uh, talking about her her country making it to the Euros for the first time ever, Lisa. That's a huge achievement. Without a doubt. And I, it's something that I can relate to really well because I've obviously been there, done that with Scotland. And I remember the first time that we qualified for, for our Euros and mm. it was just the best feeling in the world, honestly. It was amazing. So, yeah, delighted for them, really. And as well, so many of the players in that squad not even playing full-time professionals. Some of them are doctors, nurses in training. Some of them have other jobs uh, that they have to go to on the side. And we spoke to, I think it was Rebecca Holloway, wasn't it, Flo, a couple of weeks ago. And she was saying that very soon, hopefully, there's going to be a, you know, an actual mandate that says that all the players will be at a professional level and they will be looked after. How important is that if you want to see countries represent and not being beaten 12-0 you know, 13 nil. that all the players are at a professional level. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And we've seen that progress in Scotland as well now with the teams going professional, training more, mm. having access to better facilities, having access to better staff, physiotherapists. You know, it's all all those things that that need to be in place for, for you to be successful. And yeah, I think it's obviously, it's hard for the smaller clubs that don't have that investment, but hopefully they will and get it quite soon because it can make such a difference. And it shows you how fabulous they would be if they were fully professional as well because they made it to the Euros and that's outstanding. No, it's unbelievable. Excited for Northern Ireland. I think yeah. everyone will be behind such a small country uh, to see them do very, very well and amazing. They're going to face England as well. Uh, let's talk about the group of death. Group B, Germany, Denmark, Spain, Finland. That's the one that, again, you went, oh gosh, look at that. Brutal. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a tough one. It's funny because I, I did look out for that one because obviously Finland, that was kind of the team that beat us in that group. So I was thinking it'll be interesting to see what group they get. And I was thinking, please, like, get a hard one because I thought that will make me feel a bit better. And yeah. <laughs> absolutely brutal group for Anna Sanyal in Finland. It's, it's going to be interesting. But I think obviously they're another team that's probably just happy to be there and, and, give it the best goal that they've got do you know what I mean there's nothing to lose so yeah Spain fancy them I really do wow. I think they'll be absolutely quality obviously going off of how good Barcelona are and Germany have always been there or thereabouts so serial winners it'll be interesting Group C 
quite difficult as well. Netherlands, of course, current champions. And then you've got Sweden in there as well, and we know how strong they've been. Uh, that could be a difficult group. Maybe that will be the, the one that surprises us all. Yeah, no, it could be. And obviously, I think Holland just pipped them at the... I don't know if it was at the World Cup or the Euros, but um, they beat them in the semis, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting if Sweden, how, how they turn up and... Group D as well, France, Italy, Belgium and Iceland. Uh, that's your Group D and the schedule uh, for you all starts on the 6th of July. England against Austria at Old Trafford, which will be brilliant. Lovely. Producer Flo knows all the stats. Um, 700,000 tickets is the amount they would love. That's the dream uh, ticket sales across the tournament. And if they sell half a million tickets, boom, you've nailed it anyway. Um, but at Old Trafford for that opening game for England, surely there's going to be a huge turnout of support for that. Yeah, you'd like to think so, especially with the Old Trafford. It just makes it all the more special and I'm sure everyone will turn out and there are thousands to go and see that game. Absolutely. Okay, this is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Heron. Lisa Evans is our special guest in the studio tonight and coming up next, we're going to talk the return of the WSL. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn. She's around the goalkeeper and has rolled it in. On TalkSport 2. Good evening. Hope you're having a lovely Monday. Hope your weekend was fabulous as well. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name's Shaban. West Ham defender Lisa Evans in the studio as well. And uh, of course, it was big news last week. Everton uh, had sacked Willie Kirk after a very poor start to the season and they've now appointed former Leon boss Jean-Luc Vasseur. No, that's not Cheryl Cole's ex. Uh, he's the new head coach and he's going to replace Willie Kirk. <laughs> Sounds dead like him though. What was his name? Jean Bernard. Versini! That was his name. I have name. no idea. Jean-Bernard <laughs> Versini uh, was Cheryl's man. And uh, Jean-Luc Vasseur uh, is a man who has uh, proven experience of winning in the Champions League. He did so with Leon just in 2019. Um, Lisa, firstly, let's start with Willie Kirk. Is it just fair and square? It's a results-driven game and it was a very poor start to the season for him. It's tough. It's a tough one to say. I know Willie really well and great guy, um, he's done really well but it's, it's it's harsh I think just the the amount of money that they've spent in the mm. summer they expected to start the season with a bang they didn't have an easy run coming into it I know that they played Man City really early on got battered in the first game and then they had Chelsea and it was kind of a similar pattern and there wasn't really much of a when you get battered you do expect a little bit of a, a change or mm. something different but um, I, I did feel bad for Billy, but at the same time, it's it's going that way, isn't it? It's yeah. cutthroat. It is cutthroat, and it was two four nil losses those first two games, um, and I think the focus was so heavily on him as well because they had such a busy transfer window with I think the budget matching 
been one of the big, biggest in the Women's Super League over the summer. They had spent a lot of money, therefore yeah. they were looking for the results. Um, this new boss, Jean-Luc Vasseur, uh, won the Champions League with Lyon and he seems like a driven man. He said, we're coming to win titles. That's what he's coming to do. Um, it's going to be his first time abroad, though. How different is it when you come into the Women's Super League? Shall we say the best league in the world? We could do. <laughs> <laughs> we could do. Um <laughs> No, it's definitely up there to be down. The WSL is good. But um, no, it'll be interesting. Like you said, it's it's going to be a massive adjustment. It's not like what he's been used to at Lyon. Um, it sounds like he's still got the piggy bank that he's had in Lyon, to be mm. fair. But um, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. It's a big adjustment, obviously, playing from playing in Le- managing Lyon to then go to a team like Everton, who's probably not quite there yet in terms of the, the top dogs, but are looking to be there. Mm-hmm. Um very soon and they've obviously got a massive amount of investment going in so it'll be interesting to see how they do and you'll have to get it right quick as well Absolutely because they're 8th on the table uh, just now so he's got a job to come in and turn things around uh, and his first game is going to be with the County Cup on the 3rd of November against Leicester who we're going to chat a little bit later on about because Emil Heskey has been speaking to our Bradley Hayden uh, so we'll hear from him very very soon but first let's preview the return of the Women's Super League action this weekend with now Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18+, plus. stream via internet, terms apply. And Lisa, of course, because you're in the studio with us, the game we're going to preview this weekend is Arsenal against your West Ham. Uh, Sunday the 7th November at quarter to seven. Uh, looking at this fixture... Considering Arsenal have not been beaten yet in in the Women's Super League this season, how are you guys preparing for this game? Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I think Arsenal are the team in form, if you like, right now. I know that Chelsea are still there or thereabouts as well, but Arsenal are absolutely flying. They've they've hardly conceded any goals. They're scoring for fun, and it's just they've got so much talent in different areas of the pitch, which is going to be hard to play against, obviously, because I know the girls inside out, uh, as they do me, um, I won't be allowed to play, actually, which is... Is that... So that's... Yeah, you're not allowed to come up with it. That's that's a gutter. Yeah, it is and it isn't, to be fair. I think it would be tough for me to to play against the girls, because it's just... Yeah, just be emotional. It's even hard for me to go and watch the games in the, the stadium. And Aww. yeah, so I just miss them. Um, but oh, Lisa! Oh, don't get all emotional. Oh no, my God! We're, <laughs> we're sold you on. <laughs> um, but no, um, it'll be interesting. It's, it's hard, but obviously we'll take we'll take um, we'll be positive because of the the result we had in Manchester. And um, we'll take a lot of positives from that game. But yeah, it's a whole different ball game playing against Arsenal and playing them at Boreham It's going to be a difficult challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think similar to the teams that have played them recently, Aston Villa, Brighton, I think first and foremost, we need to be really strong defensively. Yep. And then go from there, really, hopefully try and catch them out on the counter-attack. But it's it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. It would be interesting, though, if West Ham can be the team to, to stop them in the tracks in the league because we have seen things like this happen before, of course, and that's that's the beauty of it. You just don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, we've seen that. And we do. That's why we love football, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You love the underdogs coming out on top and that's what you want to see more of in the WSL you don't want it to be predictable and see the Chelsea's and the Arsenal's winning every week because yep. it's just it's boring I completely agree and actually that's what we saw just a few weeks ago was Aston Villa holding off Arsenal till half time and then obviously come in at 45 minutes it all went a bit Pete Tong but yep. when you see the teams fight like that it does make you think hold on a minute here it, it can't always be as simple as the top two top three you know when a team can defend like that like we saw with Brighton you know against Chelsea yep. uh, last season the team that stopped them in their tracks it's possible you know if you just get the without a doubt them. yeah no without a doubt and you even saw that Leicester last week against Chelsea um, yes. it was really late on that they got yes. two goals so Anything is possible, we shall see. Well, we'll see how it goes. Arsenal against West Ham this Sunday 7th of November at 6.45, the return of the Women's Super League. And that was a look ahead with now... Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18+, plus. stream via internet, terms apply. And we have to touch on some of the other games coming up this weekend as well. Everton against the Brighton. This could be an interesting fixture. Of course, um, Brighton, like we say, they've been mid-table quite steady uh, so far and started very strong to the season. But Everton then without Willie Kirk, you know, could that galvanise them? Could that give the, the women a push on that they need? 
It'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, who knows really? It's obviously, there's been an international break as well, so they probably won't have had a lot of time to prepare. I know that Everton's got a lot of international players, so... Yeah, it's a tough one to call, isn't it? Obviously, Brighton, are they go about their business and they'll be confident as well, so it's yeah, it'll be a good game. Do you want to give a prediction? Uh, I think Everton might just edge it, but it could be could be a draw. Oh, you're so sitting on the fence. I am, very boring. <laughs> okay, you can predict this one. Aston Villa-Chelsea, how do you see that one going on Saturday? I reckon Chelsea. You think? Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> Russia's injured. <laughs> no, oh my goodness. Um, Aston Villa have been playing so well, just nicking points they have, there. No, they have. They nicked a point against us as well, to be fair. That's true. That was actually yeah. at that game, yeah. yeah. And, uh, they, ha- they are looking so strong in places, but then when you go up against the likes of Chelsea and it's just, you know, Ballon d'Or winners floating, up, you know, floating about in the team, it's, you know, it's different gravy, isn't it? Yeah, they've got the players that can make the difference, score in the big moments, Sam Kerr and Frank Kirby, Erin Cuthbert, so... Yeah, of top, top, top players that can make the difference when it counts. Coming up on Sunday as well, Spurs against Manchester United. You said out in the office that one could be an interesting one. I think that one will be a juicy one, yeah, without a doubt. Um, Spurs have obviously started the season very strong. And yeah, Man U, I wouldn't say have started as well as I thought they would have, in all honesty. I think the fact that Casey's not there anymore has made a, a difference, actually. I think she was just such a top quality coach, but... Um, yeah, I, I did expect more from them starting the season. I think I have to agree with you there as well. But when you look at some of the individual performances in that team as well, you know, Hayley Russell and uh, Hannah Blundell being the ones that stand out and have been... Hayley in Russell the... plays for Man City. Oh, who am I thinking of then? <laughs> Kirsty Hansen, maybe? I don't know if you're thinking of her or... Okay, well, uh, let's just cut that. Sorry to <laughs> uh, Let's definitely go for Hannah Blundell, though. Hannah Blundell, yeah. outstanding uh-huh. yep. this season as well. Oh, uh, maybe you mean uh, Ella Toon, No. Because no, she started well. Rasso. plays for Man City. Okay, I'll, I'll come back to him in a second. Leicester City, Manchester City. As we know, Manchester City not doing too well at the moment. It's at ninth on the table. And Leicester held off Chelsea very well just a couple of weeks ago. Could we see Leicester nick a point from this? Um, I, I can't see it happening, in all honesty. I just think there's going to be a reaction. There has to be a reaction from, from Man City at some point. Um, I think obviously getting beat 3-0, that'll that'll cause a, a reaction and I think I fancy Man City to win that one. Birmingham against Reading, another manager who's struggled um, so far this season, Scott Booth. Interesting. Yeah, Scott, again, he's a lovely guy, he really is and he's took on a massive job there trying to keep Birmingham in the league. There's obviously not a great amount of investment coming through and he's had a really low budget to try and to try and keep them in the league. Um, so it'll be, be interesting. Mm-hmm. And also coming up this weekend, you've got Arsenal against West Ham, which is your fixture, Lisa. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. My name's Shaban. Alongside me in the studio, we have Lisa Evans. And coming up next, we're going to be hearing from Leicester City legend, Emil Heskey on TalkSport 2. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. TalkSport 2's dedicated women's football show. And it was a moment of pure quality. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn on TalkSport 2. Hello, good evening. How are you? Hope you're having a lovely Monday. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football with myself, Shivana Hearn, Lisa Evans in the studio tonight, Scotland and International and West Ham Defender. Lisa, how are you getting on? Defender. What do you want me to call you? Winger. 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 Wait, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. We'll go with winger. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes Defender. But, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we figured out who I was talking about. Alicia Russo yep. is at Manchester United. Yep. I don't know why I didn't work that one out. Apologies, but yeah. Alicia. Biggest fan over here. So in October, Leicester City legend Emil Heskey was appointed head of women's football development at the WSL club. He'd already been working with the club for a year as an ambassador and a player mentor for the women's team, playing a big part in the promotion that season. So Talksport's Bradley Hayden sat down with Heskey to find out more about his ambitions and his plans for his hometown club. But again, this is obviously I'm I'm, I'm Leicester, so um, it, you know that's what we're looking to do in Leicester: um, put put right procedures in place and put the right mechani- mechanisms in place that brings the the best through at Leicester. We've we've got some really talented um, girls on our books, um, uh, especially in the academy, etc., and that are coming through. So we want to we want to be building more, and not just not just for that as well. We're again for the for the the wider community, um, want to go. We want to be building a, a relationship with the wider community so we, <clears throat> so we have the right procedures there for them as well not that it's not just 
it's not just elite, but you know, it can go into different pathways as well. What's the kind of aim, aim in the long run for yourself? Is it to establish Leicester in the WSL? Is it maybe even to get a few players in the England squad one day, perhaps? Again, look, I think short term is um, we're looking at staying in the WSL. Um, that's the short term. Long term, yes, definitely. You want to you want to establish yourself establish yourself in the WSL as a WSL team, and establish uh, try and try and break uh, bring some players through for not not just not just buy them in and uh, bring some in and then make them um, uh, first team England international. But what, can we bring some through through our ranks? Can we bring some youth academy players through and then suddenly make them uh, uh, for, for, from first team players first and foremost, and then international players as well? And that's one of the that's one of the main things. And in terms of the start of the campaign, it's been a little bit of a difficult start in terms of results. But, you know, you, you must certainly be able to take credit from from the performance against Chelsea, which I know Emma Hayes publicly praised Leicester for the way they, they went about in terms of their performance after that. Yeah, look, I think um, we all come into this uh, league and we all knew it was going to be tough. Um <laughs> Until you actually get playing, then you realise how tough it is. Um, you're looking at the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, um, teams like that, uh, City. We are two years professional. This is our second year professional. So um, you're looking at Chelsea, etc. eight, ten years professional, Man City the same and... Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna suddenly be on par with them. We've got to. We've got to take steps and and the right steps towards be, being in in that in that uh, space. But we're taking them steps, and we know where we are. Again, the short term is to stay in this league, and that's one of the short term goals is to stay in this league, and that's what we're trying to trying to do. Um, we went out there and fought really hard against against Chelsea, and we knew we knew it was going to be very very tough, and to get to 85, 84, 85 minutes, and it still be nil nil. It's fantastic, um, you know, and we got to build upon that. Emil Heskey there speaking to TalkSport's Bradley Hayden. Emil Heskey really taking on that role of head of women's football development at Leicester. Lisa, when you saw that news, and as you know, he's been working at the club for quite some time now um, as a player mentor, taking some sessions. What did it make you think that when you see a, a football legend such as him coming into the game and, and putting his stamp on the women's game? Unbelievable. You see that crossover quite a bit. I know we've got Paul uh, Koncheski as, as well at, um, at West Ham and it, it's great to see these legends come into the women's game and they've been there, done that. They know what they're talking about. So it's it's really good to, to have. With the likes of Paul, you know, I'm trying to think what, what Emil would be saying to the girls at Leicester. With the likes of Paul, does he ever give you little bits of information that will improve your game? You know, that maybe Ollie wouldn't be looking to give you because he's got that, that, that love with the club? I think so, yeah. Like he's obviously West Ham through and through. He goes to all the games and stuff. But specifically as well for me, he was actually fullback at the highest level. So I bounce off of him quite a lot. And I just told you that I'm not a defender, but now I'm saying I'm a defender. <laughs> but um, wing back on paper. Wing back. Um, yeah, no, like he's yeah, he's obviously got a good insight. And like I said, he's been there, done that. So he's he's yeah, walk the walk. Uh, Emil Heskey saying that he wanted to take on this role as well to encourage black members of the community to go into football as well and get management roles uh, and he seems to be doing all of this for all of the right reasons and it's brilliant to see such an England legend as well getting involved with a women's game when you see the club growing like this when you know there's investment there as well and the scores aren't quite reflecting um, what is it they have to do to, to change that is it just experience and time it's such a tough one. Like I said, the jump from championship to WSL football is it's massive. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a tough one to put your finger on, really. It's obviously, you need to get that experience, but you need to stay in the league f- to, for you to get that experience. So it's they've obviously bought in a few good players, Jess Sigsworth and Abby McManus, those players that have, have been in the league for a few years now. Um, but... I'm sure the results will start going their way and uh, yeah, they've had a tough start to be fair. Yeah, my sister Rusha played with Leicester for a brief spell a couple of seasons ago when they were in the championship and she did say when you play with the likes of Natasha Flint, if she can get that service, she will bang in the goals for fun and that is what they can do. But then when you come up, you know, to that level, that's when you'll get you'll get found out for your areas of weakness and they are so far in the WSL. Um, but like, Flo and I have been discussing, you know, for the season so far, when you see a club put in like that in time, they will get rewarded because they're investing heavily uh, and that'll make a difference as well. You played, West Ham have already played. Leicester, what was your thoughts on the team that day? It was 4-0 that West Ham won. Yeah, I think they were kind of, we obviously had a really good game. We played really well and actually it could have been four going on five, six. We had a lot of chances in the game, but it was quite open. I think that they'd... 
I don't think they'd underestimated us, but I think they had planned to to press us quite high, and they kind of got stuck in between two minds. And I think from a tactical point of view, they they struggled um, and to get into the game. But as soon as we got the first goal, it was kind of just waves of attack, and we we absolutely dominated. To be fair. Let's talk about the championship as well from the weekend. Uh, some of the result we had, uh, Blackburn Rovers 3, Coventry United 2, Durham 1, London City Lionesses 0. Uh, London City Lionesses have been playing very, very well. Uh, Durham in top of the league and Liverpool in second. Liverpool beat lose 2-0. Uh, former Hammer, actually, Leanne Kiernan, now at Liverpool this season. She got the two goals at the weekend as well. And I think it was on her dad's birthday. I saw on her Instagram oh, as well. Uh, Great to see players like Leanne, who have played at the top level, go and make such an impact in the championship. And you would quite like to see Liverpool come up. I would, yeah. Obviously, selfishly, Liverpool fan. Um, <laughs> it's just a great city, football daft city, Liverpool. So, no, I would I would really like to see them come up, to be fair. And I know they've got top players that don't deserve to be playing champion, championship football. You know, Neve Fahey, Rachel Furness, Leanne Kiernan. Um, so they've got players that are the quality of WSL standard players and I'd like to see them come up, yeah, without a doubt. It would be interesting to see Liverpool make their way back up and let's talk about, Lisa, before we go, the the change in the season, just, you know, for for you as a player who's been representing the WSL for a long, long time, when you look at the change from media rights, the focus on the women's game, um, are you excited about that or does it not change how you feel about the game? No, I'm absolutely delighted and I know that I'm coming to the end of my career and I think as a player... I'm not quite there yet, but um, you just want to see the game going in the right direction. And the last few years, it's just absolutely snowballed like within a really short space of time. Um, and hopefully it continues to do so. I know now that Sky are on board, they're showing two games a week. It's it's massive and it just puts us on a platform and you need that to grow the game. We need that. We need that visibility. Has there been a change as well for some of the players around you and for yourself in terms of... Uh, you know, people, you know, from the neutral point of view who are now interested in watching women's football, are you happily receiving that information and that and that kind of fan base now or is it not really changed on that much of a level? No, I would say it has. I would say it definitely has. Um, and it's it's been good. Most of the stuff's all positive as all you receive. You do know when you've had a bad game, to be fair. But um, no, it's fab and that's what you want. That's what you want. You want to be under scrutiny all the time. That's That's the way it should be, so... And long may it continue and you know let's hope for this investment moving forward and like you say give it 10 years God knows where the women's game will be and it's all thanks to you Lisa you personally have done Pioneer. A, a massive job in the Women's <laughs> Super League thank you so much Lisa Evans for joining us tonight it's been brilliant to have you thanks for having me thank you Lisa thank you Emil Heskey Bradley Hayden producer Flo and all of you as ever for listening it's been a brilliant show and don't forget if you've missed any of it you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.